Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and we have a packed show today. It's a festival special. It's I think this qualifies as like our first special. So uh, later on we're going to be talking about End of the Road and Electric Picnic. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm joined by Ashling O'Reardon, who's going to End of the Road. Hey. Keelan Sherlock, who's going to Electric Picnic. Woohoo. Gary G-Man, who's going to End of the Road as well. Yes, I am. And I'm Owen O'Sullivan, and I'm not going to any festivals, so that's why I'm doing You're your own festival, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Is this not a festival? <laughs> podcast festival. <laughs> Jeez, I feel like when festival. I get together with, with you guys, it's a festival. <laughs> a podcast festival. That'd be the worst kind of festival. <laughs> Though I am going to see Mark Marin tomorrow night. He's like the king of the podcasters, so I think it'll just be a load of nerds just like, excuse me, I have a tech question. It'll, it'll including you <laughs> oh yeah yeah why does my desk like start clipping when i plug <laughs> it into my computer and record directly to that and that's exactly what it's going to be like and also i'm going to do like a moany bit at the start where it's just like uh so anyway this is my life now and i don't know what it is do you guys listen to mark Marin? uh i do are you you are doing a mark Marin on it because you're like i'm not going to put uh, any festivals oh, yeah. anyway, the deal i'm going to play a positivity card right now and say that life is great and good and wonderful <laughs> and i'm putting i'm putting my two Oh yeah, I'm, I'm really positive about it. I think uh, the festivals we're going to be talking about are really good lineups, and I've been to Electric Picnic before, and I really enjoyed that. But first of all, Gary, you were at another love story uh, two weekends ago. Yeah, I'm I'm still a bit blown away by your deep gravelly voice there a second really? ago. Really, I liked oh. it. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> My voice comes across as really high. Anyway, another love story. Is this the first time that it was on? No, I think it's the second year of it, and it's the. The promoter's home beat got together with happenings, which I always think is really good, you know, just two independent promoters or events organizers getting together and, you know, powering all their stuff together and trying to make a good event out of it. But the another love story, it's the second year of it, and it's mostly, I think it was all Irish bands pretty much playing at it, but it was in this, like, the highlight of the festival was th- is the location itself. It's basically in the deep, dark woods of Mead um, in a big mansion. And still, I'm amazed by people actually live in these kind of places or whatever. You know, was the music in the mansion? Yeah, inside the mansion. So it was all indoor. So it basically this big, huge mansion, really nice green gardens, and there was a marquee out the back. Uh, I only made it up for the Saturday, but it ended quite early on the Sunday, and it w- I don't think it started till late on the Friday. So I think it got to soak up enough of the, the kind of the vibe and the atmosphere of it, and it was just very chilled out and laid back, which I really liked. And Music-wise, New Jackson really had the ballroom bopping. I think it's the first time I've got to properly uh, appreciate New Jackson. It was kind of the room was made for, you know, festival goers. Everyone just wants to dance and, you know, big wide room, high ceilings. And it was really, really good. Uh, Carriages, I really, really like them. The kind of electro folk, I suppose. It's Harry, um, if anyone is a fan of Little Lexus Fries. And it's completely different to Little Lexus Fries, but it was really good. And that was in a tiny little, like, a sitting room. Um... Wounded Healer um, is another, I'd never heard uh, of Wounded Healer before, but it's Circa McGrath, who people may know from Dublin Electronic Group Ships. Um, she has her oh own yeah. solo stuff, and that was really, really nice. I don't, I, I don't know if she's been doing much for, for very often. Is it different from ship stuff? It's, it's more straightforward, kind of melodic, I think, from what I, I saw. I don't know, sometimes it's a bit more of a 
dedicated to the song i think but i really liked it and uh so that was really good and i think she has an ep out in september so i'll be looking Ooh. forward to that you know september now the end of september and then ben fix and feather i never seen them before and they were kind of kept the vibe going in the ballroom they just very good yeah and very good pairing so sometimes you look at lineups for festivals you go, oh that'd be all great but then maybe it's a bit downbeat and stuff so it was really good to just go into this ballroom and it was just really upbeat bands on and people were dancing and people were having great fun and it was interesting the way they did it as well a lot of the lineup was on really early in the day and then kind of a little break in the middle for everyone to just you know enjoy going out into the woods and sit down and have a couple of drinks and then it kind of would start back up late and so a festival interval kind of in, in a way so yeah, yeah like, like yeah and and i think it works as in people weren't well there was no one going to be stressed out at this festival anyway but it really just let people settle into the kind of the vibe of the place and, and then there was just great things like in the small rooms there was a girl uh dj hula hoops uh, with the name just won me over for a start but just had people dancing and you know when you're in, in pretty much in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere and just everyone is kind of dancing their heart out and having fun was all great um but besides the kind of the music itself there was some beautiful installations out in the woods michelle considine from little x's rise uh, another connection she had kind of made this like a rainbow effect by wrapping colored wool from oh i saw i saw yeah, photos I saw of those yeah yeah it was really beautiful because y- there wasn't really anything directing you to the woods but you could just kind of wander out there and then you just find this going on so that was beautiful um i had the best portobello mushroom burger i've ever had in my entire life <laughs> i'm still thinking about it and dreaming <laughs> about it a little and i have to say uh one thing that really sets a vibe f- festival to me, the, the bar that was there, there was two women working behind the bar who were just the loveliest people and like remembered everyone's drink and stuff. And I know it seems like a small thing, but it just sets the tone. Have you ever gone to festivals where security and everything are like j- packing people's bag and like, you know, tapping you down and people mm. are trying to drink as fast as they can before they meet them or <coughs> you're in a queue and there's a hundred people in the queue and they're slapping drink at you. But these two so were actually... important. Yeah, and, really it, and it's like indirectly it filters through the crowd as in yeah be decent to each other and you know take your time and then the drink's really nice the best pint of guinness i've ever gotten at a festival um i think it's the only time i've ever ordered one maybe (laughs) because it's not that nice but definitely i was i'm going to the picnic this weekend and i think having in the last maybe a year or two been at different events that are a lot smaller and have that exact vibe where i think drop everything was the first time i was really like this is really different because the vibe is uh friendliness at a festival and i had never really i wouldn't have noticed that that um like bigger festivals didn't feel friendly but um you know the bar staff were great the the people that we it was on the iron island so people met you off the boat and stuff like that that was very special but like it's almost like as soon as you're engaged um you've you sort of build a community kind of vibe because everyone's going to help each other out kind of thing but when you walk in and there's like animosity towards you and almost expecting you to do something wrong by god do we do something wrong (laughs) given the opportunity well i do anyway but yeah i think i think that happens like immediately as soon as you kind of get out of the car or something it's there i think you treat people like animals they act like animals but you treat people like decent ordinary folk they act like decent ordinary (laughs) folk and are gentle and kind and look after each other and that's the way it, it should be and i think a lot of people can take note from it um was the crowd the crowd was good was it like um busy five thousand or so people or was it fewer than that i think it was a lot fewer than that it was hard to tell because the rooms were so small so like there was a couple of rooms i I was in and the rooms were really crowded but there may have only been 40 
people in oh, right, that that's, room. It's a lot bigger than 5,000. Uh, <laughs> what am I thinking? <laughs> uh, I got the vibe that it was in the hundreds. Like I'd say it probably was hundreds, but then there was a lot of people kind of at the back. But again, this whole kind of lounge, like everyone had so much room to mm. do everything. So you could go out in the back and it could feel like there was no space. Um, but then there, there was great things. Like, like this mansion was it was incredible. There was kind mm. of like converted horse stables or something at the back, but it had been c- converted into this kind of disco shanty, but it was called the Shifty Shack. And I thought that was... Oh, yeah, they had that at Body and Soul as well. I didn't really understand it there. It was like... Um, Homebeat did the the treehouse stage, which was a beautiful area, body and soul. And then just off at the left hand side, they had the shift shack in the corner where you could just go in and sit down. And I was, was it was it shifty? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get the shift there, but you know, a girl can dream. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, I like it's it's good to know that. It came from somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and maybe I just missed what was going because I was working, so maybe I just missed what was going on there. But I was like, "That's that's a really cool idea." But then I think someone tried to steal the shift shacks uh, sign because I saw it wandering around the festival a lot the next day. <laughs> People attached, obviously. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell us about the festival you're at at the weekend? Uh, uh, yeah, I almost feel like telling you about it is like breaking some code. It was that's how like small it it was, and like uh, it almost felt like I th- it was probably super illegal i would say it was like uh it was more like a big party not just illegal that you like paid for rather than a festival so there was How like were tickets were pretty cheap though weren't they they were like 30 quid for like a day or like 50 quid for the weekend or something like what, that what was it called i don't think he's uh so it's called shadoobi and this guy james from kind of west cork put it on and um it was mainly just that it was he rented a lodge in glengariff and put a you know, I had a cocktail bar and uh, kind of a burger joint and a marquee and it was like Naive Ted was playing and the Great, great Balloon Racer playing. Um, I ended up joining a band on the Sunday and I played bass, which I've never done before. So it was that kind of thing. And like Johnny Moynihan from Planksty was playing in the front room. Wow. Yeah, which is really special. He just, he he uh, he kind of sat down and he said, I, didn't, I don't really know what this gig was going to be. And... I still don't know, you know. <laughs> and so he said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a little bit of everything from start to finish. So the first thing he played was like the first mandolin he ever bought. And, and then he played everything through the years as he grew older and, and, and songs he learned. So really, really special, really lovely weekend. Um, and it was like great mixtures. It was like a lot of hip hop um, went on all morning. It was re- really, really lovely. I've come back like super energized by the whole thing. But uh, it was that thing of you you get out of the car and people are just so lovely straight away and there was a real great community kind of lovely thing going on down there um don't think there was it wasn't really like planned bands you know it wasn't set times or anything like that it was kind of thrown together as i said it was just kind of a big party rather than that but it was you know charge in but uh it was really lovely and made me kind of <laughs> a bit weary of electric picnic now after it because it was such a different vibe uh i think maybe 150 200 people down there um but naive said unbelievable again just like killing it at the moment i think though people at the moment are kind of uh, almost revolting against the the idea of big festivals um you know i don't i didn't want to go to a lecture picnic this year from very early on and normally it's like in the back of my head that that's how i end my summer but this year i was like i need to do something else you mm. know i need to go somewhere else i want to see something new but um like even from being at a couple of different festivals this year, like like Body and Souls, just um, boutiqueness is just 
beautiful and that's what people want people want to be crammed not even crammed there's a lot of space there as well but they want to be in a load of fields with a small amount of people they don't want to walk 40 minutes to their tent to get their cans you know they don't I don't know you don't want to be sprinting like 20 minutes between stages to try and catch someone you just want to have a nice time and not be wandering for the entire time and you want to see art everywhere Mm. and you don't want there to be this big kind of nameless stage with nothing on it like you want it to be a special moment Mm. every every moment to be like this wonderful thing if you're spending that much money on it you want it to be special as well i think people might also be just kind of maybe i don't know i'm speaking for people but i'm clearly speaking about myself here but you know six quid for a heineken in a cup and stuff like the smaller things are uh, they're cheaper weekends and they're they're you actually catch more music when there's less of a lineup i think because you, you you take more chances because you're not like okay well i have to i have to go see this person now for 10 minutes and then i'm going to go see this other band for like five but if i leave that sh- after four minutes i can make <laughs> the start of this one and i'll catch that song it's not like that like yeah. it's it's um it's more so about kind of um chilling chilling <laughs> chilling will we go straight into talking about electric picnic yeah i guess so yeah so you said ashling that like people like uh aren't you know people are kind of turning away from the big festivals but still like electric picnic this year has its biggest uh attendance that it's ever had uh it's got forty seven thousand punters paying like full price for for tickets it's got four thousand staff and uh oh, i can't read my handwriting musicians <laughs> four thousand <000. laughs> And it was in 2012, there were only 22,000 punters there altogether. That's a huge increase. <coughs> it is. And I think that that's the reflection of uh, Festival Republic taking it over and really turning it into a smart business as well. Like, you know, um, you know, they, they're kind of seen as these big, big corporation, but like they, they are a big corporation for a reason. Like they create working mainstream festivals. They're a machine, really. Like. They are. They mm-hmm. are. And like you know they they run they run their shit like you know um yeah i think um it is great and it was actually really it was really weird to hear the weekend of body and soul that electric picnic was sold out it was like this weird like i remember here i think it was like on the friday side everyone was like there was like a like the rumor spread (laughs) over the campsites and everyone was like no it's not like (laughs) it's definitely and like i was like no they're definitely holding back tickets definitely a publicity thing but it wasn't and fair effects them like you know because i think like some people really like that they like walking 40 minutes (laughs) we but we as irish people love festivals like we're definitely the biggest like for such a small country biggest festival goers do you think if they had a spider weather as well yeah Yeah, like we really know how to get through a a weekend (laughs) (laughs) we've really gotten good at it over the 10 last 10 years do you think the way like you know the way the internet you know without going into it has changed the way we listen to music and it's kind of broken up stuff like i was only talking about i talking about a lot recently actually that in the early 90s and stuff people would be into grunge but everyone would come together because you could only get your hands on maybe 10 15 different bands or whatever but the internet has changed that as in that you're very personalized what you like is in all i like this one band from you know Arizona or whatever that no one's ever heard of is that kind of happening with festivals you you like them as well (laughs) (laughs) I don't like them anymore now (laughs) (laughs) but it's like you can you can find a festival that will always like suit your needs you know like you can you can go anywhere in the world now and it is easier to get that information across to people like 
I think it's I think it's really cool to see even things like the psych fest that happen Austin and um, Liverpool. Liverpool and Berlin, I think, has like, it. yeah, Berlin definitely has a psych fest. <laughs> 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 but um, it's great to see even like it's just lovely to have those niche things because there's something for absolutely everyone out there if you're willing to travel and pay money for it. But even the <laughs> fact of being put together, isn't it? Like, yeah. as in festivals now for a hundred people are kind of popping up and mm. it's like everyone kind of agrees you know when the core of it isn't to make money is in let's have a great weekend we'll get a couple of bands down we'll make it all good but it's so it's so small that it mm. kind of maybe without knowing it, it is ostracizing other people because we want to move away from the forty seven thousand. I, g- I guess i guess it's a good thing and a bad thing because like we've seen a couple of times this summer festivals have had to cancel or had to move location happenings had one earlier in the summer didn't they that they had to hollow, hollow sounds they they oh, just yeah. they relocated it to a venue yeah. instead of outside they had some stuff on i think in the like original yeah, place yeah I they think. did they did yeah they had the, the the cinema screenings but they actually moved the music on the saturday into set theater yeah okay and, th- and that in itself i suppose then didn't help them because the selling point was the venue was the festival it wasn't actually the music mm. really because mm. a lot of those bands were playing elsewhere anyway and isn't that maybe in ireland that's what festivals have become to us is in that now it isn't really the music as much as selling the festivals yeah knock and stocking is a really good example of that lovely just on is it blessington lakes and yeah, yeah. Wicklow? really lovely set out with like an all-irish an lineup, all-irish lineup. Th- and that's really exciting because you can have a festival like ireland has really got enough great music to put a festival of full Irish lineups on and, and like make it a special event for everyone mm. and so that's really good like Knock and Sacken I think is just uh, outstanding of the job they've done of like keeping growing over years and also you know being a full Irish lineup every year and I think you're right it has a lot to do with its place and, and the people who run Knock and Sacken are musicians as well that's like a huge thing about it I think I think uh, getting back to Elect Picnic like there's absolutely tons for everybody there i mean like is there though <laughs> there's tons well like I mean, there's tons is it for everyone though? It, it, did it used to be called the boutique festival it's definitely like a music and arts festival and there's like a billion stages there's like a mm. literary tent there's foods um you know kind of uh food demonstrations i remember like wandering around uh that food area um last year and just like sitting in on people making um like dry ice beer ice um kind of ice cream cone type thing and it was like some celebrity chef then cooking up an indian meal and i was like wait didn't i shouldn't i be watching some music <laughs> george so hook is hosting blind date but you know what am i going to end the road <laughs> the, the venga boys are playing as well Isn't and two unlimited guys you're getting me so excited about i wasn't unlimited. too sure <laughs> well what do you guys think of the um of the electric pi- uh, electric picnic lineup altogether. I was I was really excited when I saw their like their second wave announcement um that had a lot of um I had a lot of guitar bands on it. Um it was good to see people like Mets and Parquet Courts um and Girl Band included because they're like they're kind of bands that you would expect to come to Ireland but they sometimes don't and even Parquet Courts are starting an Irish tour tomorrow and Wednesday night Wednesday, yeah. which is great to see because it's um it's something we talked about last week but it's like it's rare to see a band like that come and play Limerick no, Galway no Belfast gig. no court gig which is their loss <laughs> um but yeah I was really excited when I saw that and also a little bit gutted because I knew I wasn't going <laughs> uh what do you think of the headliners Florence and the Machine Blur Sam Smith Sam Smith like I don't that's not I, yeah 
I think that sums up the festival, doesn't it? Like, like it's very, it's very specifically chosen. It's not just good music, as in like Blur is, you know, the kind of nostalgia headliner. But that's going to bring everyone from the kind of the nineties or whatever, you know, maybe the slightly older crowd. And Underworld too. I just saw <laughs> Underworld there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Florence and the Machine is going to be the more kind of you know into pop and stuff. And, and I said she just she put on a great show as well. I think the thing about Electro Picnic is that it really caters to everybody and also every year it sort of has a similar vibe in that it has your like you got your body and soul area for like people who just kind of want to chill out and see some sort of very alternative stuff. The main stage is really main stagey and that's why you've got your like 45,000 people instead of 22,000 people. Mm-hmm. Kind of comes back to that thing that happened a couple of years ago. There was a bit of a court case over it when the killers got made. Available. Yeah, became a headliner sort of out of the blue and a lot of people thought like that's not very like that was a, a certain moment where the picnic changed from like a 22,000 to a 45,000 people thing and what happened was now you have your um, your real big headliner which like I think this year would be Florence and the Machine is your sort of um, pop star and Sam Smith and Sam Smith who your I just boy. am literally forgetting about on purpose every time um, and then you have your like I remember Pulp being there and now you've got Blur uh, you've got your thing and then you've got your kind of Sunday, you know, dance headliner. Just, just as you mentioned Florence and the Machines, she's playing the O2 like 10 days later or something like that. She's playing like next week at the, sorry, but the that's, Three Arena. But that's the, that's the kind of artist she is. She's huge. Huge. Yeah. Okay. Oh, she's just headlined Glastonbury pretty much. She? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. First, yeah. first like female headliner for Glastonbury in donkey's years. Mm-hmm. Since Queen B. Queen B. Did she headline? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. She really headlined. She <laughs> headlines. Um, well, I, I'll just point out some things that I'm pretty excited about instead of just... Um, Yazine Bey, Mos Def, is gonna, that's going to be pretty exciting. Who, was, uh, who popped up at um, Dismaland when Peanut Butter Wolf and... Um, Can I tell a little story about that? And w- break beat we were there. Not seven days after they mm. played in your hometown. Ashling, I don't know if you know this, but we were having dinner with... Beat Lou and Peanut Butter Wolf, and obviously me and Ashling were having little tiny heart attacks. Heart attacks. But uh, at that dinner, I don't know if you remember this. They were like, "Hey, we should ask Yazin if he wants to play with us." <gasps> yeah, that was no. happening next to us, and we didn't I even was, like, figure that out. I was too worried about being yeah. like I was concentrating on breathing at that point, <laughs> and like trying to come up with the wittiest thing possible, and it just came out as. <laughs> yeah so that was happening next to us and we didn't even realize it wasn't until afterwards when i heard and, and i was like, like yes what was mental as well is that this is a little insight to the glamorous life <laughs> of <Southern Hospitality>, <laughs> eating pizza in milano's um <laughs> and the lads were talking about like oh yeah this guy who was it they were talking about again it lord finesse lord finesse and they were like yeah he was on dre's payroll they were talking about dr dre's payroll he was on, this guy was on dre's payroll for six months and wasn't even on the album they said in Dublin that Cork was the best show of the tour. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, Wait, better than um, uh, Banksy's. Apparently so, Owen. <laughs> Apparently Cork, so. Cork greater than Banksy. <laughs> Cork won Banksy zero. <laughs> Always they're, they're, they're two for two. Um, we're doing that thing again, guys, where we talk about Cork all the time. <laughs> I'll talk about some. I'll pick one or two other things. So I'm not. I'm actually missing the Friday. So I'll just like. I'm not Can I pick one thing for you as well that I've said off, off yeah. on recording is that you should go see Shamir and I'll be so disappointed if you don't because he is um, he's incredible. I think his like his his live show, he's just so um, flippant on stage. It's amazing and the the music is so 
thumping. You've been telling me for months and I just keep not really getting into it. No, I I'm know, so but sorry. you're going to come back and go, Ashling, you're going to throw <laughs> your hat to the ground. People who know Keelan knows that, that this is things he do, he does. And Shamir was so good. You probably so like run sorry. around in a circle and cry a little bit, but that's okay too. Hey, don't tell people to cry so much. For the people who are listening to this, in their, stuck in the traffic jam on the way to get into the car park at like picnic. <laughs> uh, what time is Shamir on? He's on at 3 a.m. on Saturday, 5th of September till 3.45. Wait, fr- uh, Friday night into Saturday, is it? No, or Saturday night into oh, Sunday. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's uh, the last night. act it's on the main time. stage of Body and Soul. So that's my, my tip for y'all. Um, my, my tip on the Friday, not for you, Gielan, is uh, Redneck Manifesto, the return of Redneck Manifesto, their first gig in like 18 months. Uh, they're playing at half past 10 on the Salty Dog stage. Hey, is Redneck Manifesto our theme tune? Yeah, no, it's, no, it's Villagers. Okay. No, sorry, it's Villagers old band. Um, the immediate. The immediate. Okay, that's okay. We've never talked about this. Every time, I'm like, this is a great song. I wonder who it is. <laughs> that's good. Um, <laughs> the immediate. They Villagers were great. Who are playing this weekend, actually. In. At Electric Picnic. Oh, okay. Are they playing sometime? I can see them. Where are they playing? Oh, they must be playing the Electric Arena slash uh, lineup hasn't been announced yet. Um, Natalie Press is someone I saw at Body and Soul, mm-hmm. and she supported <sighs> Ryan Adams as well. And then she didn't turn up for one of the tour dates. Because of her flight being delayed, and Ryan Adams went on stage as Natalie <laughs> Sass wow. and performed all her songs. And then they had a love affair over Twitter, and then I think he moved on to Taylor Swift. Has recorded all. I really yeah, want I to have a love affair with Natalie Press over Twitter. I mean, over Twitter. I fell in love with her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I, I wasn't there, but I was told that uh, Keelan kind of started at the back of the crowd and just gravitated more and closer and closer to the, the front of the crowd until he was just at the barrier staring at her and swaying slightly. You heard correctly. <laughs> I love to see epic film footage of that where it's just the camera keeps cutting back and you're just that little bit closer but you don't see a move. It's just that your hat is just getting a little further Spot off your head. <laughs> Natalie's like, that bloody hat is getting closer and closer. Take something for Sunday. Sunday, I mean, this... Th- I don't want to seem too biased, but one of the best things at Body and Soul this year were Shukra, I think, at um, oh, yes. the stage that you were working at, Ashling, and they're playing the Body and Soul stage. Yeah, the Good Time Lounge. Good Time Lounge. Oh, I'm sorry, no, the Bulmers Lounge this year, sorry. Um, so they're playing again at the Body and Soul area, and they really, if you want to start your Sunday off at a party, they're your, they're your go-to band. after a gospel choir. Um, after uh, Keelan Sherlock DJ set there as well just a shout out <laughs> shout out to myself <laughs> give a shout to Frankenstein Bolt as well on the Saturday oh yeah oh great Wexford they're great did you know I'm from Wexford I, yeah, I knew that that you're from Wexford are you you don't mention that ever <laughs> I have to keep mentioning because I've been here 15 years now and I'm, I'm not sure myself sometimes well we no, go on no, about no, how much we love Cork no, all the time no, no, um, just <laughs> looking kind of at the top of the lineup. Um, uh Blur will be okay if you're into that sort of thing tim and pala i think have uh released one of the best albums of the summer is that a thing the albums of the summer anyway i was listening to it earlier today and i think that they'll be really good live you've seen them live actually i have and they blew the head off me decently i've seen them twice now yeah the first time wasn't that great but the second time was intense um their visual show if they're still doing the same thing is really cool uh, FK Twigs as well. Who is she actually going to turn up this oh, time? Hopefully, oh. yeah. She she cancelled. Uh, she was supposed to play last Sunday, I think, if I remember correctly. Last year, last year yeah, <laughs> yeah, last Sunday. She was just <laughs> supposed to play a field in leash. 
um future <laughs> islands as well are one of the best like yeah i actually range. forgot i was going to mention them that's uh saturday at six which is like a great sort of midpoint future islands are a great booking for that time i think and that's it's going to be such an uplifting experience for everyone there i think um yeah, decent uh, dance moves as well <coughs> battles as well holy crap actually i'm I getting excited I, I, I think hot chip were great I, every time I go to see, so much fun, I right? end up in a tent with hot chip and go, oh god, it's hot chip again. And then by at the end of the night, or twenty seconds in, I'm like jumping around the place. I'm gonna end up with a hot chip at the end of the night in the tent. And also <laughs> shout out to um, the main by Mac DeMarco on the Sunday. He hasn't played Ireland in almost three years now. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of men in dungarees. Um, and baseball caps there and they're really going to enjoy themselves because his live show is so much fun was the last time he played ireland the workman's club the workman's club. wow uh, it was just before primavera well, three yeah two two three years ago um yeah get ready to try and grab his shoes because he always crowd surfs uh, lisa o'neill is also really great every time i see her and she's playing on the saturday as well i think um so check that out if you're going up she's really beautiful uh, one of the best experiences voice. that i had at electric picnic was the first time i went i think it was um three years ago maybe four years ago now and it was the galaxy at like 1 a.m on the saturday they're playing uh on the sunday um i think it's down there they're one of the last bands on on they're the sunday the rankin wood stage yeah that sounds I'm right i'm presuming that's where the red bull academy was last year the kind of the where the rave in the woods is maybe yeah i just call it the rave in the woods <laughs> anyway they're an unbelievable live band great festival band as well and uh i think it'll be like a great way to end uh your weekend if you're not going to the headliners or something like that or if you're not going to end of the road we'll, we'll talk about end of the road next way. <laughs> So Gary, you're our end of the road expert here on the podcast today. Uh, you've been to like all of them, is it? All 10 of them? No, I missed the first two, I think it was. And the first one was like Ryan Adams headline. I think it was only like 1,500 people at it or something like that. Natalie Sass. Uh, yeah, Natalie Sass himself. But um, Which is interesting, uh, Sufjan Stevens is headlining this year. And they actually sent him... Like I think he's like an avid stamp collector or something, and they sent him stamps mm. and a lovely letter. Please play our festival, and he held on to the festival for the, this was for the very first year, and he held on to the letter and he posted it on Instagram during the week. Oh, and I saw this. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So like they've been holding out. Um, it, it's just the most incredible festival. Like the whole idea of it all comes from we're not going to really aim for one thing. We're just going to get all the bands that we really really like, and we're going to make it really calm and really chilled and that's what they do it's, it's in dorset in england for the people who don't know just outside salisbury i believe yeah it's it really is end of the road it's uh you kind of <laughs> get off a train at oh, I get it. salisbury <laughs> and you go on a bus and you just go through fields and fields and fields and fields and fields and suddenly you see bright, How long is that bright. Bus? about 50 minutes an hour or so just for, for I'm, I'm going there tomorrow so i need to uh know <laughs> it's, it's a pleasurable uh trip so so you kind of stopped going to electric picnic to kind of continue going to end of the road so like what what was it that kind of drew you there is it just kind of the curated lineup and yeah I, um i went to electric picnic i think for like six seven years in a row absolutely loved it and it just 
got bigger and bigger and bigger and it wasn't that I particularly stopped really enjoying it but about halfway through that um, I remember looking at the end of the road lineup. friends of mine used to go to it they were there the very first one and one year I looked at the lineup, and it was Bonnie Vare and Sun Kill Moon and Dirty Three and Low. I said, like, oh my God, that's amazing. And I didn't go that year. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't really remember why. <laughs> and the next year I was like, I'm not letting that happen again because that, that, that lineup's great. And um, going back to the whole small festival experience, I took a punt on it because uh, my friends have been going on about it. But I don't think you can you can really trust people's opinions that much until you get to a festival and experience it yourself yeah and what i noticed going back to kind of security and bar stuff and i remember going in and you're, i was told oh you're allowed to bring your drink in and i had like a couple of cans and a little plastic bag and i was walking in and the security went hey i was like oh no you're not allowed to do this it's all a lie and uh, like oh sorry pet can i see your armband and it was that's all she wanted to see and the same lady on the way out was covered in face paint and was knitting a jumper um, sitting on the stool and she was still the security at like 3 a.m and you know it was it's that kind of vibe now it, it is very kind of middle class but it's, but it's very much look after each other and on monday the grass is all still there there's no like you know there's no barely any rubbish or mud or anything and that started to appeal i suppose you get a little bit older as well but the the thing that really drew me in was both the lineup but the sound at this festival is great the stages are quite small and the bands get pretty much a decent run of time to play a set. So like the headliners can play two, two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. um, like the small, smaller bands down the line can be like 45 minutes to an hour. Whereas you might get someone on a main stage at a bigger festival at like 10 o'clock at night, barely playing an hour, which lets you enjoy the band as if you're, it's, it's like little gigs all over the place. Because sometimes the festival experience can you can come away with it and you see a lot of your favorite bands and you kind of don't even count them as good gigs because all oh, the sound was terrible oh the wind was bad and and it, that's just something that's accepted a little at big festivals which is a yeah. bit of a pain that's good to know i saw um Sophie and stevens last weekend up in dublin in the helix he's uh the headliner on the saturday of uh end of the road this year and i presume that he play electric picnic as well but he hasn't not doing that it's just end of the road and like watching uh the set in the helix i thought oh, it's not really a, a festival set you know it's it draws a lot from carrie and lowell um it, it was still a, a great uh small gig perfect for like venue like the helix um but i thought oh, this will never translate but it sounds like it actually will it'll be like a really nice respectful relatively small crowd yeah li like the first year i went i think it was about two and a half thousand people and then the year Fleet Foxes were at the peak of their pomp or whatever. What a band. Yeah, but they they demanded that they play Under the Road um, because all their friends had told them about how amazing it was. And what happened was Fleet Foxes played this the main stage as it was at the time, the garden stage, one of the most beautiful stages. There's like peacocks flying around and there's like botanical gardens and it's all covered by trees and you're just like, oh my God, what's going on? You'd even stay at the stage for the music in between. It's so good. I've kind of got lost there sometimes. But Fleet Foxes played there and not everyone could get in at them because basically the entire festival tried to get at this one small stage. Uh, even though I didn't, because Efterklang were playing a little tent, and I was like, "Oh, it's amazing." Um, um, good choice. But what happened was, is that they they kind of freaked out about the organisers, and they put in a big wood stage, and they cleared a big load of the campsite for the next year, and added a good few thousand on. And that year, you actually felt the vibe shift a little, and there was a lot more kind of drunken messes of people, um, which was completely 
not Enderroad. I remember the first year I was at Enderroad and someone bumped into me drunkenly and apologized and ran off embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I'm from Ireland. Fuck <laughs> you, what are you doing, man? <laughs> but, uh, but that happened kind of that year. And th- the amazing thing was, was that the organizers seems to notice this and cut the capacity the next year and changed it all. And they actually, for the garden stage, they didn't, they have specific headliners for the garden stage, which is nearly like the old school end of the road goers still go to the garden stage as the main stage, even though the wood stage like has had David Byrne and St. Vincent on together and saw Joanna Newsom there a couple of years ago and Mogwai and these kind of bands. Um, so it's a really strange setup because everyone is there just to enjoy the music and it's to create the experience as well. Um, the garden stage is where I've seen amazing things like John Grant just before he kind of got really, really big. Um, and it was kind of like, I don't know, nearly life-changing. People were holding on to each other during the gig. Uh, and Low, Ant- Low Anthem, a really, really favourite band of mine, they played, one of the first times they ever played England, and they played at like 1pm on a Sunday, and you could hear a pin drop at a festival. It was like, you couldn't hear people breathe. It, like, it was absolutely incredible. Um, Patrick Watson played a few years ago, and to the side of the garden stage, there's like this little Shakespearean amphitheatre, which... You just this tiny little stage and he spotted it mid-set and he said would you mind if we just ran over and played a couple of songs over there and <laughs> these guys just ran off stage with their acoustic instruments mm. got up here nothing plugged in and the crowd kind of shuffled around to the right uh, so the people who were at the front of the main stage would really got a raw deal because now <laughs> they were suddenly at the back <laughs> and played a couple of songs and just all these kind of things happened at End of the Road and there's a little piano stage where Patti Smith just read poetry a couple of years ago um, they do certain things like Thursday night is not really officially a festival night, but you don't know who's going to play. Like Willie Mason opened one year. He just opened the timetable wow. and Willie Mason was there. Uh, Mark Lanigan and Isabel Campbell did a set there. It only fits about 100 people in, in the tent. Um, every night in that same tent on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they have three special guests. And the special guests could be off of the main stage. Like a couple of years ago, um, uh, I forget her name now, but the singer of the Alabama Shakes, they just played the big, huge wood stage. And she decided to come down, there's like a cider bus, and uh, she was just dancing with everyone at the cider bus, and she would just jump up with the bands on stage and sing a song with them in the little tent, just and then jump off again. Show off her voice, like show everybody else up. Yeah, but it's this, this kind of festival where the Low Anthem, uh, who were like heroes of mine, I thought they were following me at one stage, one year. Like <laughs> bands end their tour at End of the Road and hang around for the weekend. Uh, you just, you will see loads of people. Um, Charlie Parr, I always think he's following me around. Um, just because it's so small, people are in such a good vibe. The sound is great and the choice of music is just you're, you're really talking. You're really talking out a lot of people of Electric Picnic. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah I'm getting so jealous right now. And the more I talk, because I'm I, I, so happy. I, yeah, so I'm so happy. Yeah, Ashley is coming this year because it seems like I come home at after Electric Picnic, like I'm a traitor to Electric Picnic. Um, <laughs> and then I talk about this festival, and everyone's like, oh, just shut up about End of the Road, will you? <laughs> but at least now someone else is going to come back with similar experiences, and I'm very excited. So you had heard all of Gary's stories, and you were like, I'm going there this year. Yeah, well, I've had I've had a weird couple of years at Electric Picnic. Um, like last year, I was really sick there, and it just um, just was really tough weekend for me. So I kind of um, at the start of this year, I was just like, I I just need to do something different this year. And then I applied for a job online um, with a friend of mine, Emer Donovan, and uh, didn't think I'd got it. So then I went and bought a ticket, and then I got the the job, and I was like, whoa, okay. Um, so um, then Emer got the job as well. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to do this. And 
yeah I'm, I'm really excited I'm doing artist liaison I'm not really sure where I'm going to be placed yet but um, do you have to work like loads of hours because it seems like it's just going to be so much fun I'm going to be at the side of the stage for all of those hours oh yeah so. they actually will be following you around yeah because I'll <laughs> be telling them like there's your beard there's the stage have some fun so, so who are you looking forward to uh, giving uh, the directions to <laughs> so many people Juan Waters I saw him last year in uh, Utrecht he's great he's on Captured Tracks good friends with Mac DeMarco um, just amazing little songs kind of very Jonathan Richmond vibe off him like really weirdo kind of folk I suppose is the best way to describe him weirdo folk, weirdo folk. Uh, Mets who mm. I haven't seen yet and I feel like I'm going to blow the face they're actually a weird booking in the middle of the, all of that um, and, that, and that happens a lot of it because it's literally though. like I like love when things mon- don't monotonics sense. played it a few years ago and it was just like lovely folk on and suddenly there was these, this Israel rock band <laughs> who brought the drum kit and crowd surfed with the drum kit people carried their drums and their toms wow. and I met them I didn't see them in the tent they came towards me they came out of the tent playing drums <laughs> while I was like eating some sort of like lovely pie or something I, I hope <laughs> that there was a guy like at the back of the crowd just like with his arms folded just going Dude can hold a beat. <laughs> yes, yes, so on, because everything is an American movie. <laughs> and then the end credits roll. <laughs> Don't you forget about sorry. Dude um, can hold a beat. I'm really looking forward to seeing Pond as well. Uh, one of the guys, uh, the old bassist from Tame Impala's, a side project, a now full time project, because he left Tame Impala. Um, really, just really good songs. I'd say their live show is absolutely mental. I'm like, hopefully, I see, I'm not going to get, I don't know if I'm going to get to see anyone, but uh, Tame Impala, I would no bother show Kevin Parker where his stage is. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded way more creepy than I meant it to, and I didn't mean it that way. No problem showing him where his stage <laughs> oh, is. Stop it. I'm sorry, Kevin Parker. And uh, yeah, anyway, X Hex, I really want to, s- I've seen them, I saw them at uh, at Primavera. Can't wait to see them again. Steeford Mods, incredible. Like it's a lot of stuff I've seen already, but just really would love to see again. And also, I'm I'm working for them. Uh, Hines, I haven't seen them yet. Really excited about them. Mac DeMarco, of course. Wand, Fuzz, just all of the one syllable word band. Words. <laughs> um, it just sounds like you're saying random words now. <laughs> I'm just I'm just excited to see what it is and to hopefully have that same feeling I had at uh, Body and Soul this year. Just like lovely moments and. Um, lovely little memories to escape into. That I think that's what end of the road is. Like I'd, I'd keep yes. an eye on <laughs> uh, the Saturday at the Garden Stage because Heavenly um, are curating. Is there like twenty fifth anniversary? So Mark Lanigan Band of Sanity and and Drinks. Is, uh, I'm a huge yeah, Kate LeBon fan. That's she, uh, that's that Kate LeBon and White Fence. <gasps> when I was told about that band, I thought someone was taking the piss because they're called Drinks and they were like, it's Caleb Bond and White Fence. I was like, how does this work? I don't understand. They're both badasses. And I know, yeah, and they're and called Drinks. It's that yeah, the drink are playing Big Top, which are a different band altogether. So do you want the drink or do you want Drinks? Always Drinks, Gary. Always Drinks. Yes. drinks. Yeah. How have those band names not been taken before? <laughs> they all have. The lines are playing. Willie Vlaughton. I got to interview Willie Vlaughton recently and... I freaked out because it's tough to interview one of your musical heroes, but when <laughs> one of your musical heroes is also one of your favorite novelists, how do you ask him an interesting question? And then, ha- do you like music and books? <laughs> yeah. Do you like the words, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes back with unbelievably polite, um, amazingly <laughs> descriptive answers to the most ridiculous questions, and he creates this most amazing. Inv- and Dave Murphy, who plays in John Black and the Rats, 
pedal steel player will be on stage there's the car connection oh, yeah. at end of the road lisa o'neill is actually playing end of the road as well she's um another irish connection there Yeah, villages have played it a couple of times as well, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, it was a really exciting moment for me, actually. I think I was kind of sick of villagers at the stage. <gasps> um, no, no, it was more the case of, not that I don't don't like villagers' music, it was it was more that you could see him all the time. It was kind of at the point where he wasn't really, really big yet, and he needed to play a lot. And you were like, oh, yeah, I can see villagers in Cork, I could see him, and he'd be back in a couple of weeks. But then I was in the press tent at the end of the road a couple of years ago, and the excitement over villagers, an Irish band at this festival in the UK. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. This is really, really good. Like, like, and these, you know, the, their job was to go every single week to all these gigs and all of them were like, there's no way in the world I'm missing that. I'm skipping this big band to see villagers. It's going to be amazing. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, so it was like, and I still didn't go see, uh, I don't think, because there was somebody <laughs> else playing. But that, that kind of, it's great to see that happening. Even, even recently I was in, in Toronto and a girl, I was talking to just her face nearly blew up when I mentioned girl band and she'd just seen girl band in Toronto at some festival and you know it's nice to hear people I've react. packed my girl band t-shirt actually I'm going to be repping repping the boys the boys they're not playing festival no, no. they're playing electric they are and um, also tour. another core connection that's dotted all over this lineup is Ronan Leonard he's um, doing into the road again they love him there yeah he's like DJing one I don't even count, but like he's he's a very busy man. He's doing Ringo Music Bingo. It seems to be clashing <laughs> at one point <laughs> with himself. He's DJing every night. And he does breakfast for the Ink Spots as well, which is really great. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, the, the first time I got a full Ringo experience was at End of the Road. And the fair used to run. He had, a, he had a bigger crowd than a lot of bands did that weekend. And he had people falling out of seats uh, you know and then he does the, the no or the silent disco um, i think last year i, I met him a bit stressed out because the other guy you know the whole uh, premise of silent this, disco yeah. you play complete opposite music to the other dj so that you can switch the frequency and the other dj didn't turn up so he had to dj against himself oh, wow. so he had to like think of two sides so i was like well done because i was struggling to stand up at that stage are silent um, discos any fun there is so much, yeah. fun. so much fun. It's you, become a staple. Not only are you there and you're dancing, but you you don't have to. You know when you're dancing and someone is like, ah, I'm gonna, you know, you don't have to put up that because you're wearing headphones. Number one, number two, you take off the headphones. Half the crowd is singing, um, Journey, and the other half is doing the YMCA. You know, yeah. you just see people with their arms up in the air doing the YMCA for no reason because there's no music. But it's, it, yeah, it's, it's amazing. We did it last year. We did a silent disco. You were at it, Gary. I was. I was up front. Uh, <laughs> breaking news. We're doing it again this year. Uh, it was uh, me playing music by alive people and uh, Ronan playing music by dead people. He does his dead cool things. So we're doing that again at, in Collins. But oh, right. that was... Not at No, not at electric picnic, But that was a, that's a lot of fun because you have just... Uh, really people pitted against each other like I'm only listening to dead people like showing off and stuff and, yeah. I, I felt uh, even though that was such great fun I felt under a little pressure because I was right at the front and the two of you were kind of <laughs> telling me what to listen to because uh, <laughs> you know from the body movements and then also the, adding on the next bit of it saying this, there's always a couple of people dancing to you don't know what they're dancing to because it can't oh, be yeah, the two yeah, things yeah. on the frequency that we've been dancing to but it's just great fun yeah, I so think they've got things in their body that are in a different frequency to everyone else <laughs> I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm really sad now that I'm not going to any festivals this weekend. Uh, if, y if you like what you hear and you really want to go to either Electric Picnic or End of the Road, well, you can't because they're both sold out. So, 
Sorry about that. Um, if you do want to go see some music festivals, or the uh, Collins Live is happening this September. Sounds from a Safe Harbor still isn't sold out. There's something else happening. Culture oh, Night as well. Culture Night. So there's some great acts playing Clonakilty. Oh, Valerie we'll June and, and stuff. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll hopefully have um, lots of stuff coming up related to all of those festivals. We'll hope can they I, have a lot can of I mention one more, one more festival that's happening next February? Quarter Block Party. Yeah, so Quarter Block Party is happening next February. And uh, if you want it to go ahead and to have as much fun as you may or may not have had last year or this year, uh, please go to Indiegogo and give some money towards the cause that would be really lovely and it doesn't have to be this week because I know if you're going to Electric Bain Gardens of the Road you're going to be broke like I am but next week or the week after it would be great thank you this podcast is sponsored by Indiegogo <laughs> if you guys could sponsor the podcast Quarter Block Party presents no you're going to sponsor us because uh, <laughs> 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 that's Very a good, good place to, <laughs> to yeah, end yeah. things so okay um, if you want to contact us if you want to like find out what keelan is doing at electric picnic here do you want to call out your twitter handle uh yeah it's keelan j sure and yeah i'll be definitely saying oh. things like this is a muzzle if i have wi-fi i'll be tweeting from ash o ais five o's five o's and gary it'll be intense tweeting at the g-man world and then suddenly nothing because my phone will be dead <laughs> And then you'll come find me at the stage I'm working at and charge it. And I'd say oh, if yeah. you if you've got <laughs> so a then I'll instantly be back, so even more intensive then after that. Uh, I would also say that if anything uh, in this podcast it makes you go like, shut up, guys. Definitely like get in touch because I, uh, I kind of think it's I, li- good. I like that when people because uh, we said us were wrong. Yeah, we're bullshitters, like so. Uh, <laughs> get in touch. We're up on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, and iTunes now, so you can subscribe on iTunes if you want. Just look for the point of everything. Point uh, of thanks for everything. listening. Enjoy the festivals. If you're going this weekend, have a good one. Both listeners and people around the table with Stay me. Stay safe. Have loads of fun. Anyone else? Stay unsafe. <laughs> you're going to say that, Keelan. <laughs> I'll stay whatever way I manage to get, okay? <laughs> I just hope to come back. <laughs>